parents and educators. Frustrated with traditional education? I was. My name is Michelle Person and I am a master educator with over 20 years of experience in the field. Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids Education podcast is an opportunity for me to share what I have learned with you. Join me each week as we discuss a different aspect of education and find ways to make learning engaging and culturally relevant for our kids. Rewoke is available on all popular podcast platforms. Peace, y'all. Of course, like I told you all, I was going to be dedicating season two of Real Reading Talk to our youth, okay? I wanted you all to hear from our young people. I'm talking about not just, you know, in the uh, real young space, but also in the young adult space as well about their reading experiences. And I had the absolute great pleasure of talking to Alexander Dykes, who by the way, is my former student, okay? And he don't need me no more, y'all. The brother just getting A's and reading and writing, so he don't need a sister. And I guess that's a great thing, right? (laughs) So I want you all to make sure you grab your notebooks, your pens, your pencils, whatever it is you choose to write with because he is dropping some gems, okay? So you all tune in for this episode, episode 14, season two of Real Reading Talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Real Reading Talk, and I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. and with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. Oh my goodness, you guys, like I told y'all before, I was dedicated to this season. This is season two, episode 14. And like I promised, I was on a mission to make sure that I talked to the young people, all right, because I want to find out about their reading experiences, their reading habits, the different ways in which the culture of literacy has been developed in their homes, or it may be a lack thereof, all right? So these are things that I wanted them to talk about in a real authentic way. So with all of that being said, I invited my former student. Oh my God, I have to cry. Okay, maybe I'll do that for that. All right, my student, Mr. Alex in the house. All right. So Alex is going to- Hello, everybody. Hi. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead, Alex, tell everybody your name, your age, your grade, all right? Let's get it. My name is Alexander Dykes. I'm 10 years old and I'm in the fourth grade. I'm in the wow. fourth grade. Love it, Alex. Oh my! And I just love how articulate 
young Alex is, okay? Alex has, I've seen him blossom, y'all. So again, this is a special moment for me. And I'm so glad that he was allowed, I thank his parents, uh, Ben and Sugar, for allowing him to come on to my podcast so we can just have a conversation. All right, Alex, we just gonna be talking, okay? All right, so okay. don't feel no pressure now. Don't feel pressure, okay? Tell everybody, okay. What's, what's your, uh, what's some favorite activities that you like? What you like to do? Well, I like to, well, I like to play sports, um, listen, listen to music, paint a little, paint. I like to read, write. I like to read and write. Nice. And I like, and I like science a little bit. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Tell, tell us a little bit about as far as like with, with science, like what is it that you enjoy about science? Well, sometimes we learn about the reptiles and I really like, and I really like it. We learn about reptiles. We learn about different species of reptiles. Wow. That is pretty dope. I love that. Oh my goodness. And, and you know what? And the reason why I wanted you to talk a little bit about science is because I love to hear um, in particular our black youth getting into the science field. And that is something there is a plethora. There are many different professions that you can choose in the science field, okay? And so don't you ever forget that, all right? So I appreciate right. you, Alex, with that. That is awesome. Now, Alex, what I would like for you to do is, I would like for you, since you talked about reading and writing, we're gonna make a, a segue, okay? So that means you mentioned something. And so now that gave me an entry point into us talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is reading. So I want you to share with us about some of your reading experiences um, in your home that you can remember. Do you remember times where your parents uh, read books to you before bed or yes. the day? Yes, I remember the time when I was when I was little. And this one time before I was going to bed, we, my mom read me a bedtime story. Wow, that was all. How do you do you remember how how did that make you feel when you were getting that that story read? It made me happy. Mm, mm, that's a great feeling. That is so awesome. I love I love to hear those types of stories. And can I share something with you about my childhood? Yes. I actually I never experienced that. I never experienced being read to. Okay. So, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about our young people being read to. And this, and when I tell people that, I tell that because I'm showing them I'm being real, because this is real reading talk, right? You know, sometimes people think that when somebody is, um, they start maybe a, a business or they may start a nonprofit organization promoting something, sometimes people assume that that's how they grew up doing that particular thing. But that's not how I grew up. And that's because, you know, my parents, they were work. They, you know, my mom was a, a, a mother who was just raising me at the time, you know, by herself. And then my dad, you know, and he came and, you know what I'm saying? And we developed a relationship and they were just basically into trying to survive and make sure that they were putting food on the table and making sure that we were clothed and making sure we were in school. That was something they were proponents of. Both my parents were proponents of education. And so now speaking of, in terms of with you, again, 
do you have uh, a lot of books in your home? Yes, there's one book I like to read. It's called When the Beat Was Born by DJ Cool Herc. Ah! Oh my gosh, oh wee. Tell, tell everybody a, a little bit about that book. What, what is that book uh, about? Well, it was a kid that started off that that he was in this one neighborhood and he wanted to be and he wanted to become a DJ and a DJ. Wow! Oh my goodness! And DJing, um, that is actually a branch of hip hop. Okay, just like mm -hmm. uh, yep, DJing and MCing and and what was that other thing that that they show? Because I know that book very well. Okay, and what what was something else that they did in that book? Remember we did at the one of the re summer reading camps I had you all do? Yeah, they, they learned, they know how to break dance. Yep. They knew how to break dance. Exactly. He exactly. also would have throw parties That's for people right. to come over. Yeah, oh my goodness. And I love the fact that you were able to talk about that book because it shows that you were, you know, in very obviously you liked it a lot. You said that's one of your favorite books and you understood what was going on in the book. That right there is very crucial. Oh my gosh. And I can you can you tell everybody real quick where you got that book from? I just, you know, I just want to know if you can shout out. I got it from <laughs> I love it. I love, and y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all, I did not tell him to say he that that was his favorite book and he got it for me. This is all I was surprised to know that this is one of his favorite books. Okay, and he did. Let me let me put a plug in there from our nonprofit organization, ABC Read. That was one of the books that we had and we gave to our participants. So hello. <laughs> so back to Alex, because that's what this episode is about. My boy Alex up in the house. So Alex, I would like to know, um, it, have you uh, made a lot of trips to the library? Is that, you know, something you remember, you know, going to uh, the library pretty often? Yes, sometimes I remember it goes you every time uh, you helped me with my reading, with my reading. Okay, okay, yep, yep, that is right, that's right, exactly. Do you... Did you, were there any uh, particular books when you've taken books out of the library? Were there any types of books that you really like to get from the library? You like to check out of the library? Mm, no, it wasn't really that good, good enough book. Oh, I was, was, you want a good selection? I was, I was still looking, for, I, was, I kept looking for the best book possible. Okay. Okay, and so what? What is the best book possible for you? Well, like, I kind of like magical, like magical stuff. Okay. Like cartoon books, magical, magical okay. stuff, sports books. Okay. Books have sports, like magic, like cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you like that magic, that fantasy, cartoons, sports. And when you, you, are you talking about all sports or is there a particular sport that you gravitate to most, that you like the most? Football. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you tell everybody real quick? Cause I, you know, I got a chance to, uh, 
go to one of your games. And I was just so excited and so honored to be there. Can you tell everybody just, just real quick about your position that you played uh, in football, by the way? Well, I play, uh, well, I play defensive end and I played center in offense. Mm. Oh my goodness. Can you explain to people what defensive is for those people like myself who I'm not a big fan of football and I don't really understand all of the positions. So talk to people like me. What does a defensive end do? You have to get off the field and, and try to sack the quarterback or if the running back looks. So if the running back, so this way, get upfield. Okay. You're trying to sack the quarterback. Go, go upfield and turn this way, try to sack the quarterback. And if they're trying to run this way, and then you right there and you can tackle them. Okay, okay. I, I like how you are like demonstrating with, with your hands and everything, y'all. Oh, my goodness. He is like, you know, really, he, he knows his stuff, okay? Believe that. What is what is sacking the quarterback? What does that mean? What does it mean? It means mm-hmm. mean taking down the quarterback, like tackling, physically, hard and strong. Nice, nice. All right. And, and guess what? I, I had a reason for asking you to be detailed like that because that's a skill that you learn when you are doing a lot of reading. Because when we're reading books, we are actually getting details about whatever subject that that author has decided to write about. And so for you to be able to explain what actually a defensive end can do, that shows that you understand very well, you comprehend, okay? And that's a skill that you learn through reading. So I'm very proud of you. And I thank you for for explaining that to everybody. So now I wanna ask you, um, just a few more questions. I don't want to keep you long because I, I know it's, you know, kind of later on in the evening. So the thing I would like to ask you is what book are you currently reading now? What, what book had, what was the last book that you've read or that you're still reading right now? Um, it's the book, Edmund. Actually, no, 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 it wasn't Edmund. It's this book called Mr. Lincello. Okay, Mr. Mancello. Okay, can you tell everybody what that book is about? Well, it's about this like it's about Mr. Mancello is a librarian, so they bring back the library from 12 years ago because 12 year, because people who's 12 never get the experience having a library. Never get the never got experience having a library. Really? Wow. Oh my goodness. So what, what made you, is that, was that a book that you all had to read at school or something? Is that a, a book that they assigned at school or is that a book you just chose on your own? I, my mom chose it for me. Okay. Wow. Oh my goodness. And obviously I know for you, you're like, please, I've been to the library plenty of times. And to read a book that basically they're saying that, okay, they haven't, you know, what'd you say until they were 12 years old that that's when they were able to go to the library? Mm, yeah, so like they were like, no, they were like, yeah, like, no, like 12, not 12 years old. They never had, they've never seen a library since they were 12 years old. Oh, okay, they haven't seen a library since they were 12 years old. I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood what you said. Thank you for correcting me. So they haven't seen a library since they were 12 years old. Got it. Oh my gosh. 
wow, mm-hmm. man, just the thought of that alone, that just like really, that's like crazy to me. That is crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of that, did you know there was a time where black people were not allowed to be able to read and write and learn and no. educate themselves? No, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the main reasons why we are dealing with still the the low level of literacy in the black community, you know, because of you heard of something called slavery, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that black people endured, you know, for basically 400 years. And they were not allowed to read or write. Do you let me ask you why why do you think that was? Why do you think that those uh, enslavers, those uh, racist folks said that our ancestors would not be able to read or learn. Why, why do you think that is, that that happened? Because they, they hated us. They didn't want us to learn how to read and write. They, they, they wanted to control us, have all the power over us. That was, and that was what, we wanted to like, they want to take over mm-hmm. and stuff. That was that yeah. was an, an go ahead, finish. Um, go ahead, finish your answer. They want to take over, control us like like we were pawns or something, like dummies. They mm. wanted to control us. Wow. That was a very, very educated answer. I love it. That's right. You are dead smack on the money. Absolutely correct. And that was one of the things that Dr. Carter G. Woodson talked about in terms of controlling a man's thinking. It starts with, when you control somebody, it starts with what, 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 Alex? Our what? What am I pointing to? Our brains. That's right. Our brains, our minds. That's right, Alex. Oh my goodness. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you understood, number one, why, the, why they did that. And I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that your parents are raising you to understand the importance of reading and writing and and being educated. So that right there is very Mm -hmm. important. Last couple of questions I would like to ask you. And since it is Black History Month, and like I showed you, I got on my green screen, I got Dr. Carter G. Woodson, okay? And I've given you quotes Mm -hmm. uh, by him before. Tell us Mm -hmm. what activities are they having you all do at school for Black History Month? They want us to look up a famous black person. Okay. Okay. And then when you look up that, go ahead. Tell us more. And we have to, and we have to research about him when they were born, what kind of thing they did that they did to help the community of black people. What did they do? Where were they born? What was like their favorite thing to do? Exactly. Oh, wow. That is great. That Do you have anybody in mind? Do you, you have any, any? Malcolm X. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You, you know I love some Malcolm X. Oh, my goodness. I love learning about him. I know uh, I've read his autobiography. We've talked about him during our my reading tutoring sessions that you've had with me. And uh, what is your fate? Because you did Malcolm X before, didn't you? project because yes. you dressed up like them right yes what was the what was one of the things 
that you learned about him that you remember that you really liked? Mm. That he kept that he helped uh, he helped us with rights. He taught us to stand up against the right people, racist people. Exactly. Exactly. His bravery, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself a brave young gentleman? Yes. Excellent. I love it. You said that with pure confidence. And you always remember, you keep that, Alex. That is so what's up. So I want to ask you the last question, and then we are going to be done. Last question, Alex. What would you advise a young person in your age group who doesn't like reading? You like reading. You already told the audience that you like reading, you like writing. Yes. What advice would you give them to help them to want to read? What would you say to get them to want to read? I would say reading is is amazing because you can't make out you can't make it in the world without reading. Without reading or math. You can't make it out of the world. You can't make it out of the world with reading. Mm -hmm. Reading is a thing that you need. Because without reading, you, you can't read nothing. You can't read like a street sign that says turn right. That says turn right. So reading is important. That's why you have to read every day for 30 minutes, for 30 minutes. That's right, that's right. Now, what if that kid that listened to you say all of that and they like, man, I still don't wanna read. What, what, what kind of uh, things could you possibly say to get them to want to read though too? Like what kind of, would you suggest to them maybe starting off with things that they already like to do like what are some different I would ways suggest, you can do that i would suggest to like i would suggest start off with like little books to read little books and then work your way up to like the big top books the big boy books i'd like to just work so start with a little book that like has like 10 pages or something and then work your way up like the book has like 100 pages 200 pages or something. nice work, all, work your way up Wow. Look, start from the start from the bottom mm -hmm. to the top. Okay. Bottom, bottom to the top. <laughs> I love the demonstrations, man. I love it. Well, Alex, that was some great advice. You did excellent. You spoke in a way that was just so articulate. You knew how to answer those questions you understood the assignment yes <laughs> i'm proud of you alex thank you thank you for joining me on episode 14 of real reading talk alexander dykes in the house all right thank you your boy alex <laughs> thanks alex you're welcome all right real reading talk Peace. Peace. <laughs> yes, everyone, I hope that you all enjoyed that conversation that I had with Alexander Dykes. 
Again, he was dropping those gems as a 10-year-old, and I am so proud of him. And now what I would like to do is give you all a little black history fact. And did you all know that before integration, okay, so before, you know, black folks and white folks was just sitting together and, you know, uh, holding hands together. Yeah, okay. Anyway, our black children, when it came to education, they had access to black teachers who not only taught them the basic subjects, they also taught them how to be resilient, especially in a hostile, segregated society. So that right there is something that we really, we really need to pay attention to. And actually, I got that uh, from uh, an old article, uh, I think it was about a couple years old, uh, where they were interviewing uh, an awesome professor. Her name is Vanessa Siddle Walker. And she is also the author of a book called The Lost Education of Horace Tate, Uncovering the Hidden Heroes Who Fought for Justice in Schools. So you all check that, uh, check her out. And also I would advise everybody to try to get a hand, um, get a hold rather of that book, because that's my intention um, as well. And I wanted to share with, you all, share with you all the book that I am currently reading, which is The Black Bourgeoisie by E. Franklin Frazier. So breaking down that whole, you know, that bourgeois uh, black uh, community that, you know, that, that we definitely still see to this day. And he really goes into that whole aspect of that bourgeoisie uh, mentality comes from an inferiority complex that black folks had developed because they did not look at themselves as valuable and worthy. And they only thought their value and worth was how white people, uh, through white people's lenses and their standards. And also I want to uh, uh, share with you all the quote. <laughs> Sorry about that, getting a little tongue tied. Ruby Sales. The quote is coming from Ruby Sales. She is a, a, a civil rights uh, legend. And she said, even though you know that there is no justice, even though you are aware of the outcome, that does not mean you accept it. All right. So again, you all have been listening to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I'm your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And please make sure you continue to read for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.